Aliens vs Predator Requiem is one of the most baffling films ever released by a major studio. While no one was expecting high art after the first AVP, the sequel went on to fumble even the most basic fundamentals of movie making. Today we'll do our best to solve the mystery of what's actually happening in the latter half of the film, because frankly, we can't see any of it. Welcome everyone to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tara. Greetings, citizens. This is a science fiction movie podcast. We get together and we talk about a science fiction film that we've watched that is quite that simple. And one of the things we've been doing recently is working through the Predator franchise. We did Predator, Predator 2, then Alien vs. Predator, which unfortunately leads us to today's film, which is Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. You sound so upset. Of course I sound upset. You watch this, Tara. <laughs> I, I, this movie was a train wreck when I saw it soon after its release. Whatever that was. I didn't see it in theaters, but it was sometime in the near future after that. And it was a train wreck when I had to watch it for review a few years ago. It was a train wreck when I watched it the first time for this review. And then we had to delay the recording. And would you believe it? It was a train wreck when I watched it again today. <laughs> yep. Uh, I had to watch it twice also for this. <laughs> we both agreed that it would be best to postpone the postpone the, the review since we were both in a pretty bad mood from watching the film. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to blame you. I wasn't trying to say that I had a harder time than you. I was just painting a full picture of the I saw this journey. Movie, uh, I saw the movie in the theaters. Chump. I was very excited. <laughs> I couldn't wait to go see it. I found, I sat in a theater all by myself and <laughs> did not enjoy any of it. Yeah, I like. I guess there'll be a spoiler-free section of sorts, but I mean, no one should care. Really, no one should care about spoilers for mm -hmm. for this movie. Like as much as AVP was obviously full of problems, as a lot of things about that movie not to like. It looks like Citizen Kane compared to this one, <laughs> and we're going to be talking about all the things that are wrong with it. We'll, we'll break down what's in the film and try our best to to make this entertaining amusing <laughs> funny if we achieve any of those words that i just said then we're more of a success in this film as anything that sets out to achieve mm -hmm. in fact i would give us good odds that we're going to be more successful than uh, we'll definitely film. be more entertaining i think that's a fair guess yes uh so <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll hold off on the spoilers for this and warn you about them later. Uh, we do have to spoil the end of the last film, because it does start off, it picks up right where the last one left off, uh, which right. was the birth of the Predalien on the Predator ship, coming out of the Predator. And the movie kicks off there, the, the Predalien runs wild, the ship crash lands back on Earth in near a small town, and this Predalien is get, spreading the alien seed around, and one lone predator comes from the predator homeworld to hunt the pred alien down and eradicate any aliens that might be there. And 
there's also a small town full of characters there's a sheriff character there's kind of like an honorable bad boy i guess and i say i guess because i think that's what they're going for but we'll discuss why these characters don't actually work as what they're supposed to be as we talk about them we have someone who might as well just be tara reed <laughs> that's a damn you can statement tell they wanted to be they wanted a, a tara reed so they got someone who is like her but slightly younger that's a damn yeah because this is like eight years after american pie so she can't play teenager anymore yeah yeah although that said all the people in this movie that are supposed to be like there's a point in this movie where someone refers to i did something in class today and i went wait what (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean class (laughs) yeah you're not a high school student shut up um he's just full of surprises yeah uh so Yes, we got we got characters to deal with and how that doesn't work. We have cinematography to talk about in a way that we don't normally talk. I mean, we obviously we talk about good visuals, good editing, mm-hmm. uh, good direction of the visuals. Uh, we're going to talk about exposure today, and we don't usually talk about exposure when we're talking about uh, films on this show. I mean, I saw, talk, when I'm talking about exposure, I'm not talking about you know people taking their clothes off. I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm well, talk- we definitely would talk about that all the time. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, if there's boobs, we're going to talk about them. We now. have to have, like, an exposure section of our reviews from now on. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, was there a show called Northern Exposure? Is that a thing I'm making up? Yeah, that's a real show. Okay, I was going to make a, a Canadian. Like, oh, we'll call, we'll call yeah, it Northern Exposure because you're Canadian. Damn it. <laughs> actually, I, actually, I just went with the uh, unfaith. Yeah, but that kind of sets a... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. People might expect something else. <laughs> yeah. Plus, it's, this is this, this is this just a stupid thing. I mean, Canada's cold. No one wants to be naked in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Too cold. Anyway, um, wakes you up. So, yes, yeah, so we got all these things to talk about, right? Uh, what it does or doesn't do with the alien and predator mythos, all these things. It's. Honestly, it's one of the most baffling because it's one of the most baffling mainstream movies and like one of the biggest train wrecks of a mainstream franchise that I because yeah sure there's Hellraiser sequels that are probably a bit on par or maybe mm-hmm. slightly better than this but after the first couple of those like they just they were like these direct to video things that were being churned out with no care in the world. This came out in theaters. This was a yeah this was a theatrical release. And they don't know how to light a movie properly. Like, what the hell? What the hell? So it is the darkest movie that ever existed. <laughs> and not in tone. But just to be clear, what Tara's saying there, we're not talking about it being dark in tone. We're talking about it being so dark to look at that even in broad daylight scenes, you're going, "This feels underexposed. This feels like just a little yeah. too dull." Well, I mean, there's a bit of darkness. There's, these directors definitely hate kids more than you do <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm okay with that that's 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 not a complaint <laughs> best scene of the movie but oh, but no this, this is like if the daytime scenes feel like they're a little too dark then what about this, this the scenes in like dark sewers or at night time where there's actually monsters fighting and there's all these quick camera cuts you've got no hope in hell you have no mm-hmm. hope in hell. So there's there's moments in this movie where you can't see like faces properly because they're in shadow and it's not exposed correctly. So instead of having like the typical moody thing where you've got like you know a bit of shadow on a face and it's kind of moody, instead you've got 
No, you can see a little bit of the side of the face, and then the part that's got the shadow is just like, oh, it's just black. You can't see yeah. anything. This movie needs one of those uh, those things when you first start a video game, and it says turn all the <laughs> exposure all the way to where you can barely see an image or whatever, and just shoot that all the way to the right. <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels like. If, if The fact that a movie get released in theaters within this state is shocking. It's almost like, like they were watching some David Fincher and were trying to emulate like David Fincher's moodiness, but didn't understand how to actually achieve said moodiness. Well, there's not enough uh, like that green, yellow bile filter that David Fincher always shoots through, which I mean looks great for him. But it, it looks um, terrible when everyone else tries to do it. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I actually, I I took the time to like look at each actor in this movie on IMDb because I'm like, how has this movie been released in theater? And I literally know. Like nobody in this movie. I, well, I, I actually didn't know two of them. I actually well, have. There, there was a face that, or a voice, I should say, I recognized eventually. But they, they seem like they're all TV actors. So, and I don't watch a lot of like newer television. Sure. Uh, <laughs> the uh, so the the military woman's husband, he was on True Blood. So I, I vaguely remembered him from that. And the military lady herself uh, was on Twenty Four, which I did watch a lot of that. Uh, mm. back when it was coming out i actually i recognize the boss of the pizza place because he plays cricket in it's always sunny in philadelphia oh so he does <laughs> uh, you know what i didn't I catch recognize that it the second watch through i'm like i know this voice i didn't catch that but that's well, good he's he's good. not covered in filth and missing yes. some teeth and <laughs> going through trash cans yeah isn't that the one that would try to be a priest and then like they make him yeah. fall from grace like immediately quickly because he's in love with d Yes, yeah. and he just rejects him after, like, mildly implying that maybe <laughs> there's, like, a future there. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. There you go. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, all on that, yeah, it's a bunch of people I don't know. And I, although a lot of them do have a lot of TV credits of stuff that I've not seen. So they're, they're all working actors, at least, which is nice, but... Well, except for the guy who plays Ricky, he's got a pretty, pretty terrible story that ended very very early he was on yeah. a big tv show though up until that tragic oh, yeah, ending yeah. he was, yeah, he was yeah. in a sons of anarchy so that's right yeah yeah i did watch that first season oh i don't remember him in it i think i remember his character yeah i mean like i didn't like the show so like, <laughs> like most people in this movie he's terrible but i like i i don't know if i necessarily blame all the actors for that because i yeah. feel like the brothers strauss and i guess we're at that point of the podcast where we talk about the director's who went on to make Skyline, which I've not seen. I've heard nothing but bad things about And unfortunately, it's a sci-fi movie. So one day we're going to have to watch it. <laughs> one day. But, yes. When it, it actually has worse reviews than this movie. Oh, God. When this movie ended, it, it, said, it came up saying directed by the brother Strauss. And I damn near spit out my drink and went, you pretentious pair of cocks. Like, you're trying to make yourself sound fancier because you're putting your name after the word brothers instead of before it. Like... What you think this gives you prestige? You think you you suddenly have some intrigue and mystique because you're swapping your your words around a little bit? Yeah, they're like the the new generation. You know, they gotta be cool. But they have frosted tips for their hair, also. Yes. Well, <laughs> I was just waiting for the next uh, uh, Breen Neal movie to come out, just to <laughs> copy this trend. <laughs> the brother's breen would be a much better <laughs> and it's just him with his twisted pair <laughs> the brother's breen is just neil breen and neil breen with a beard 
Uh, yeah, Twisted Pair is uh, a movie about twins or clones or whatever. But uh, either way, uh, yeah, they sound really bunched up. It's, it's yeah, you it's, just need to shake them out. It really does sound like testicles. Like it's a really bad name. <laughs> it's a good movie though. It's better than this. It's way more entertaining. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the direction is atrocious. Like it, it is absolutely gobsmackingly atrocious. You cannot see things. In most of the scenes where action is taking place, I actually sent a message to Tara when I was watching this, uh, not today, but the first time, because it had been a while and I'd forgotten all of it. Uh, is I was like 40 minutes into the movie, and there'd been several scenes with xenomorphs by this point, and I sent a message to Tara that said, I don't think I've clearly seen what the alien look, what the aliens in this movie look like to talk about the design of them. Uh, you do eventually get a bit more of a glimpse, and honestly, they do seem kind of shit. Like they seem a bit too fatty to me. There's like too much busy stuff going on at the sides. Oh, okay, okay. the heads. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, there seems to be more bits to them. Yeah. So I don't like the design of the aliens in this, but... uh, I mean, the Predator seems fine. Like, he seems just, you know, mostly traditional Predator. Uh, They they didn't, you know, try to fix what wasn't broken in that sense, so that's fine. But... (laughs) I I think it's weird that the the Predalien in this has, like, dreads. Hmm... I don't know. Like, I guess I always assume that, you know, uh, the, like the dreadlocks on the predator weren't really hair. It was actually like some sort of almost like tentacle like or something oh, okay. or, or like a crab leg thing coming out of their heads. But I guess they are. Maybe they are just hair. I don't know. Um, but I guess that's something that transferred to the, the alien. I have never thought about it been anything other than hair it's never even crossed my mind that it wasn't hair to be honest i always thought they were more alien like i like you know i i i do kind of wish like they, they do this thing here obviously with the pred alien and this is from the comics as well is that it has the the, the four-pronged like predator mouth with the mm-hmm. with the alien mouth coming from within like it normally does and yeah, it's, it's like not a, it's not a terrible design as far as that goes that makes sense no uh, have the, an alien with a mandible the dreads look, do look kind of stupid on it, and honestly, this thing, whenever it's on camera, and part of this is because, again, because it's too dark whenever it's there, is that it just looks like a mass blob of, like, like m- missing detail. Like, all, all I see is, like, a sort of vague, black, slimy shape. It's really. definitely more muscular. Yes. Which I think is a bit strange, also. Yeah, it looks... It just it doesn't look good, and... Do you know what, and I think I hinted at this at the end of the last review, but I think what I hate about the failure of this movie is that on paper, this should be amazing, right? Mm-hmm. You tell me the premise of this film is that a lone predator comes to Earth and 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 in terms of this premise, like, should be the hero and that he's the one who's here to take out the aliens. And I, I would like to think in this... Pre- now, in this movie, it doesn't go like this because he just... He will just randomly kill humans that are around him for no reason. But... I would like to, if I was writing this movie, if you gave me this premise to go write this movie, I would make it so that, you know what, the Predator's not here to hunt for sport like he was in, you know, the first Predator movie, right, or the second Predator movie. Uh, I also think it's kind of funny that this is just normal present day, meaning that the timeline of this weird alternate Los Angeles of 1997 happened, but then it's reverted back into just normal mm-hmm. world. Uh, but I, I would write it that... No, this is, like, not just about getting revenge because it killed another predator or anything like that. This is about genuinely not wanting to inflict Earth with an alien infestation. So it's actually about saving Earth as much as anything else, and it's kind of honourable in a weird way. 
I, I would actually think that's kind of interesting, and I would have like almost like a silent movie where we're just following the predator because the most interesting concepts and it's, the scenes themselves aren't good because they're, they're shot horribly. But the most interesting thing conceptually about this movie is the scenes where he's like going to the crime scene or the, the crash ship, and he's like trying to like you know like suss out what's happened. And right, he's, he's, the, he's detective predator. Yeah, detective for like yeah, give me detective predator. That and you know the idea of xenomorphs being in like a suburban area is also kind of fun like you can make like a a blob style film of just like watching people get picked off one at a time in this small town but um it just looks so bad here yeah (laughs) they're acting so bad here you don't really get into it this is a clear example of it everything that's wrong with this movie pretty much is the execution rather than the concept the idea is perfectly good Sure. Yeah. It's the it's the execution. It's the, the characters are unlikable, uh, or I, either so neutral they're they're like like nothing, or they're unlikable when they're supposed to be likable. Mm-hmm. The action is in the dark; you can't see it. It's all cut horribly and super quick, so nothing makes sense. Uh, some of the character dynamics to set up are kind of thrown out the window for no reason at certain points, and we'll talk about that. Uh, you know, it's every th- every step of the way, it just gets everything wrong. Yeah. Um. You know, the the predator finds the aliens far too quick, so instead of there being kind of like a trail that he's following, it's just like, oh no, immediately there's a fight, and there's a quick reason why the fight has to end, and he doesn't get killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and so on and so on. Uh, you know, and we spend so much time with these characters setting up who they all are, and it's it's all meaningless because they're nothing. I do like the idea of sending out like the the foreman predator to clean up the work mm. that the other the maybe like the newer predators weren't uh, quite capable of of finishing the job. Do you know what I think's weird about the predator actually is that so he he's on the homeworld. We actually get a glimpse of the predator homeworld seemingly because we see like a city and like he's like watching this monitor and he sees the ship goes is crashed on Earth, right? And he gets yeah. his mask and he goes off to like you know solve the crime, you know deal with the case. When he, like, finds the crime scene of the ship and he's, like, looking at what happened and he looks into the other Predator's visor to see the memory, like, or the, the video replay of it, um, he then, like, gears up by, like, taking stuff from this ship, like, taking the weapons and stuff as if he's, like, taking them from this down ship. And I thought, why wouldn't you just bring your whole set of weapons with you? Like, if you... Like, yeah. I don't understand why you're, like, you know, pillaging... Just scavenging. Yeah, yeah, this is weird. <laughs> I think, uh... I do like some of the new stuff that's introduced as like his toolkit. I like that they they have like this blue liquid that Mm. it's probably something that's been experimented from the alien blood, but it's a different color because they've done other things to it It, and it just makes anything dissolve. I think that's a cool idea also. I think the important part is that it dissolves the aliens to erase all evidence of them. And that's the main purpose, I think, of it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I think that's neat. neat. Like they have like predator scientists that work on this mm. kind of stuff i mean they have to have predator scientists as they travel through space but it also just seems like there's this planet maybe is just very bored like they're so advanced that they just started to like hunt for sport because it's always been part of their culture and now that's all that they do but yeah um, i don't get it as a boredom thing and that's like like now they just have to do that like i get it. it's just always been a part of their culture like you know mm-hmm. no matter what stage of technology they've been at this has always been who they are yeah mm-hmm. uh and if anything like being able to like travel through space to other places has just opened up the possibilities of what they can hunt right maybe uh, that's why they have 
all their technology is like around centered around the hunt yeah so it's like we want to hunt <laughs> more ex- yeah yeah they've, they've killed everything on their planet so they need to hunt more exotic <laughs> things elsewhere yeah yeah that's, that's, that's a fine idea but sure. uh yeah so yeah that's, that's the predator and yeah the xenomorph like there's a the pred alien can do something we've never seen an alien do before which seems kind of random and just like out of nowhere yeah uh, and the only thing i can assume and i don't want to spoil it till we get to spoilers but the only thing i can assume is that are they implying that this is how the predator does this and that's why it can so. do it yeah i guess that's the only reason right i remember me uh or it's just terrible writing because they, they thought of the visual and then they just i oh, will just have them do it how do we work back from that yeah, yeah. uh so we'll we'll talk about that uh characters i mean let's do the the roll call <laughs> um okay so we have the 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 good looking boy who's just back from prison who's got a shady past but doesn't regret his shady past but he's honorable is what they're going for um he is just kind of a blank slate of a character like yeah he's just generic handsome i mean like sort of handsome young guy yeah, I mean, obviously supposed to be handsome. Your 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 male age and <laughs> opinion on that may vary. Uh, and his younger brother is like probably the more mainish character. Ricky, he is still in high school apparently, allegedly, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's working he's a at a pizza, pizza delivery boy. Yeah, he's working at a pizza place. This is actually one of the first things that like just told me they didn't understand how to write characters in this movie. So as I say, the pizza place. Well, at the start of the movie, this is the first time we meet Ricky where his manager's being like, hey, Dini, man, wear your hat. You have to wear the hat. And he's like, hey, the only reason why you're making me wear the hat is because someone made you wear a hat. And there's nothing wrong with that line. And then he's like, okay, here's like some, here's four pizzas, they're going to this address. And immediately Ricky's like, I can't make that delivery, mate. Blah, 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 do it. And he's like, this is not a democracy, do it. And so manager's been really unlikable because there's nothing witty or like, he, he, he does just feel like he's been a dick even though he's right. And then Ricky's being unlikable because he's just been really, like, obnoxious about it. And you're like, the way to do this moment, right, or one of the ways to do this moment is, like, the point of it is that he doesn't want to go there. He's a, he doesn't want to see the girl that, that likes some dressed as pizza delivery boy. He doesn't want to be the pizza delivery guy to her and her douchebag friends who are going to make fun of him. Like, It's just, high school. That's very important. Yeah. Just have him react to it. Like, ha- have him see the address and just have him, like, look apprehensive and maybe even have him ask, like, hey, can I get another one and give this to Brian or something? And, mm-hmm. like, just have him, like, ponder it. But the way he just sort of, like, puts his foot down is like, I can't make this delivery. It's just, like, I don't like you. I don't sympathize mm-hmm. with why you don't want to make this delivery. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, it's not a strong start. Um, and... Like, I, I could see it working because, yeah, when you're in high school and you, like, are horny all the time for, like, a woman or a girl, then, like, everything you do is so important. And even the dumbest thing, like, to us seems like it's the most important thing in the world to a high schooler. So, like, you can make it work. You can do, like, a little eighth grade spin on it or something where you're just like, this is the most awkward thing that I'll ever feel. And if you have good directors, you'll you'll be able to get that. Yeah, I think the characters have to be endearing. You have to sort of like, okay, this is stupid, but it's kind of adorable that they're being this stupid. Yeah, and if they can make it, like, if they can pull it off as, like, funny, like, high school funny, then yeah. it would work just fine. And nothing about this and what follows is funny or endearing. Like, 
you know, he delivers, he comes to the door, she invites him inside, because she knows him, right, and she's been nice, and she's quite nice to him, but her friends, including her current boyfriend, and for some reason there's a running joke when she says that she's, I'm thinking of firing him soon, she keeps referring to dumping him as firing him, for some mm-hmm. reason, I, there's nothing that sets this up, or... I don't know, not, not Tara Reed is quirky? Uh, well, this is the thing, like, literally this entire will they, won't they potential relationship between Ricky and this girl that he likes, which is, you know, and you can tell that a lot of these character tropes are that them try to copy things from other movies, because this is in a lot of other movies. You have the teenager who likes the girl, and, you know, like, really, she's kind of, she likes him as well, but he's never had the courage to actually just ask her out or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of endearing, and that's what they're going for. But, like, immediately, she's just kind of, like, saying... I mean, she doesn't quite say, oh, you really like me, but she just immediately says things that's very clear. Hey, I know you like me, and you, you've just done it, admitting it, so just hurry up and admit it. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she it, wants him to, too. Like, there's no... Will they, won't they? It's just that he's in his own way. Yeah. Uh, but there's that... Because like, normally when this happens, it's like, we can tell as the audience maybe that she does kind of like the guy, and you're like, ah, oh, just, you know, work up the courage and and do it. Uh, or or maybe it'll be a case of maybe she likes him, maybe she doesn't, but like the, the hope's there and you're kind of rooting for him, or, or whatever it may be. But none of that's there. It's just very matter-of-fact. Um, it all just sort of hinges on her smiling and apologizing for her friends being douchebags. And then because he cracks a joke when he comes in, where he says, oh, I guess I know who ordered the sausage lover, as if, like, uh, 2007, uh, you're gay joke, I, I yeah. guess. Uh uh, this is enough to make her boyfriend come up and just punch him afterwards, and <laughs> it's just like so I'm enraged. Ag- <laughs> it's so aggressive. Like this is straight up assault. What happens next? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know how jocks be, I guess. <laughs> Who knows? I feel like the, the the kids that make it to the like because they have to be seniors, right? <laughs> like they have, they have to, to be. be yeah. <laughs> like. They, by the time you're seniors, I feel like people have matured a little bit and wouldn't just start throwing punches like this. But maybe I, maybe I am being naive of <laughs> Americans here or something. I don't know. <laughs> Certainly, when I was in high school in the final year, I don't think there was anyone who would have just thrown a punch <laughs> for um, something silly. There were there were a couple of fights at school for me in high school. I mean, I wasn't involved. But like when a fight broke out, like everybody knew and came but, rushing to the yeah, but seniors courtyard. Um, I guess I don't really know. I don't remember who was yeah. like, involved. Yeah, there was fights. Usually by the time I got there, it was over anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's not much to get to. But anyway, it's, it feels super aggressive. It feels like just absurdly over the top. Uh, where. You know, the girl the girl comes running out and sort of like says stop it stop it and i'm like like this is where you dump him right now because he's clearly an aggressive asshole like this is this is the moment and the next time we see her she's already dumped him and it's like oh i guess that happened all right okay like she's dumped him and like oh i mean we're not in spoilers yet are we <laughs> we're not but like I, I feel like most of this character setup stuff is just kind of whatever it's fair game <laughs> yeah it's true yeah yeah She's she's dumped him and like ready to sleep with Ricky. Yes. Uh Yeah. So that's them. Uh other character uh is the sheriff 
who is friends with older brother ca character. Uh, oh, by the way, who's named Dallas, which I only remember because, oh, there's a character, an alien named Dallas, so... Oh, I didn't even pick up his name. Yeah, I, I only I caught it when someone called him. I went, wait, did they have the, the gall to call him <laughs> Dallas? How dare they? <sighs> yeah, dare so... They? That's the thing. Uh, he's just kind of a whatever character. Like, you know, later on there's some conflict about what to do when things are going wrong, but, like, early on there's not really much to him other than he's just there to facilitate he's plot. He's the local cop with a heart of gold. Knows uh, everybody. We have military lady who's just come back from... She's like Buster. She's just come back from army. We don't really hear much more than that. Uh, don't you like that the roles are reversed? That it's the woman, the mother, that has to go away to army and a husband stays home and raises the kid? Uh, I mean, I don't really give a shit about that. What I care about is the fact that this is their blatant attempt to have kind of a Ripley in the movie. Yeah. That's what she's supposed to be. Um, to, down to the fact that her daughter, well, she, you know, she's like a little bit estranged with because her daughter's like feels awkward about her being gone for so long. Uh, like, there's a couple of moments where I'm like, this could be Ripley. This could be yeah, uh, not Ripley. So this this could be Newt's dialogue, like that's coming out of her mouth. I guess this child actress is terrible. Oh, she's terrible. But you know, there's those <laughs> lines later on where she's like, "Are the monsters gone, mummy?" And yeah. just, you know, it's like ah, like so. Uh, but she brings her back a gift, like, and I, I don't know what the weird joke here is, is that... I mean, obviously it's a mechanical thing, so they can have some night vision shots later, but she's brought her daughter back some night vision goggles as a gift, and I'm like... Well, they just give those away at Army. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, like, you don't get to keep those, they're not your night vision goggles. <laughs> you just go to the, the PX or whatever and pick them up. <laughs> this is this is not a thing where you get to keep like a what I assume is a fairly expensive bit of equipment as a souvenir <laughs> when you're leaving. <laughs> I mean, what's next? Like walking back in with like some C4. There you go. Just a belt of grenades. There you go, baby. I brought you some C4 back from my latest tour. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously night vision's a lot less uh, dangerous than that, but. It's just, it's so absurd. It's, it's like, it's trying to tell us she's out of touch with, like, who her daughter is. But I'm like, even if I you mean, don't... that would be the coolest toy ever, though, if you're that age. <laughs> but even if you've never, like, even if you've never had a kid, you've never even spoken to a child, I don't think you have to, like, like, you would know that night vision goggles aren't really, like, a, a normal thing. Like, maybe if you, like, know your kid and your kid's into that kind of shit, like, yeah, I mean, it would work, but... I mean, I have never requested night vision goggles uh, when I was a kid. I would have, you know, asked for something probably horse-related. But if I had been given night vision goggles, I mean, that would have changed my life. <laughs> I never would have gone to sleep. Uh, sure. <laughs> but it's meant to be this quirky thing in the script, right? It's meant to be this, oh, she's so out of touch with the dark because that's what she has for her. It's, you know, it's meant yeah. to be that scene where... You know, like you say, the rules are reversed, so normally this would be a dad who's not got anything for his daughter, so he gets, like, a generic teddy bear at the, you know, the, yeah. the airport or Instead something. Of, like, shimmer and shine. Yeah. Or something like that. Uh, <laughs> or, like, you know, Hansy's, like, eight-year-old son, like, here's some aftershave, because that's the only thing that they had at the store. <laughs> it's not really useful yet, but in about six years, it's going to be very important. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, this may be that kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, so so it sets up that dynamic. Uh, 
So, so, so the end theory of the arc is, is that her daughter's going to learn to trust her and, like, you know, embrace her mother again. That's kind of, the, you know, she's going to win her daughter's respect or whatever back. Yeah, her daughter's always asking for her dad and mom, mother's a stranger, that kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of their thing. Uh, otherwise, like, other characters aren't really that important, necessarily. They're just kind of there to facilitate things. Like, the, the pizza manager comes back into it fairly late on, but, you know... Uh, like those are the main cat characters who actually have yeah there's some there's like theory. a diner girl and another cop or something yeah yeah but you know they're just kind of fodder for for death <laughs> nice by and large that's what, what do you want well that's the thing like, if you just told me it's going to play like a slasher movie i'd be okay with that yeah but the deaths all suck and the characters are annoying <laughs> one xenomorph amongst like a apartment complex would be great i mean these uh like the brothers are supposed to be the ones we're rooting for and i hate both of them yeah they're they're both not very likable yeah the they're, they're ang- angry annoying like because even the little brothers get anger issues you know he wants to go and like beat up the guy with a bat after the the punch incident uh and his older brother who's like no, I'm mature. I've I've been to prison and I know how to keep my temper in check now. I'm going to stop you from doing this. Yeah, don't be like me, handsome. <laughs> but his anger never really, like, factors into the plot at all for the rest of the movie. It's not like it's something that comes up where he's, like, in danger later, really. I mean, it gets him in trouble at one point, I suppose. But, like, that's it. That one moment's, like, the only reason why he has anger issues is that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Let's just say spoilers. We may talk about things. I'm, I'm, I'm dancing around things, damn it, and no one gives a shit. Let's talk about the opening. The opening. The, 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 the predator <laughs> alien going around the predator ship, killing predators, which, again, on paper, this sounds like an amazing scene. No, I was thinking more of the... I, I think it opens with a hunting trip. No. Oh, is that after? That's after. That's, that's the opening that I remember. Is <laughs> let's kill a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, un- unless you watch the theatrical cut and it's slightly out of order on that. I don't think so. But well, I mean, I watched... I probably did watch the theatrical cut, but I don't think it's... Uh... I watched the... No, un- I think it does It does open up with the with the Predator alien coming out. Sure. Of the corpse. Yeah, all, all the stuff in the Predator ship uh, happens first, yeah. Uh, and again, it'd be nice to see some of it, but it's so quickly cut and it's so dark and... Yeah, it's cut like in like in Liam Neeson action movie. <laughs> yeah, but again, on paper, like you tell me, like, see if this was an extended ten minute sequence where the the pred aliens going around hunting all the predators on the ship. That sounds amazing. Yeah, and it's terrible. <laughs> it's just yeah, it just looks bad. Like nothing, nothing's very clear. Everything's uh, super edited to a point where you just can't quite tell what's happening. Yeah, do you know what? It's just a mess. You see test tubes with facehuggers in them, kind of like in Aliens, where they had like the, the facehuggers in the tubes. Yeah, you see one's alive at least. At least one's alive because yeah. it's like suckling on the edge of the glass. And the sad part of that is that like that there's almost like an art. And this movie's not making this point. This movie is far too dumb to to be making this point. But like, there could be a great little like point here to be made that like. Yeah, even the predators, like, even when they, if they try to, like, control the aliens, like, it'll blow up in their face, just like it always does with the humans, because the, wielding this beast, like, controlling the xenomorph is just, like, a, a fool's errand. Like, it's never going to work. So the idea that even the predators, who are supposed to be more experienced with dealing with them, uh, even they can't, like, ultimately control them. Like, that that's a really interesting narrative point there to be made. I don't think this movie's making it. I'm just saying 
that could be there, but unfortunately, sure. could be. It could be there. Okay. Um, but yes, yes. There's a father and son out hunting in the the forest, and they they they're about to kill a deer or something, and they, they the ship, you know, it's like a shooting star almost all overhead, uh, and they hear it crash in the forest. So they they go, like, oh, let's go check that out. What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh. They hear some noises uh, from the inside. Uh, one of the predators who's dying is like going to blow the ship up, but doesn't quite get to it in time. Uh, but a xenomorph attacks the dad, and the dad shoots it. Not before the face hugger. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and maybe this was only the rate cut, but he gets acid. He shoots the xenomorph, and mm-hmm. acid sp- sprinkles You're onto right. his arm. And his arm falls off. I love and that scene. <laughs> I that moment I like. <laughs> well, I, I like it in theory. Like, if it was going to be this schlocky and just have comical things like limbs falling off because of the acid, that'd be, yeah. like, fun. But um, there's a lot of... I don't of... think we've ever seen that before, is all, you know? No, we've not. It doesn't make this scene well shot, though. <laughs> no, but I, I, did, I did like the moment where his arm falls off and he's all confused, like, what just happened? Like, well, because this is the thing, the facehugger moment that happens, because both him and the kid get facehugged, and when they wake up uh, later and the facehugger happens, I thought the facehugger, or sorry, the, the chestburster effect on the dad looked terrible, because it had this sort of stiffness to it, where when it he's in the background and it's happening to the kid in the foreground, like, with the way he moves, it's like the facehugger is, like, too stiff on him, so you can sort of tell that it's attached to his, like, body, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, it doesn't feel like it's moving independently from him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, you get this dual shot of both him and the kid being chest-bursted at the same time. Yeah. It's just... You already had to watch a kid go uh, get face-hugged and tortured, and, uh, and then he wakes up and sees his dead dad and gets something burst out of his chest. I don't mind this. I don't know. It's a, it's a bad start for me. I didn't like that. Yeah, like the chest-bursted a kid? Not really. I thought it was a bit gratuitous. Kid violence is not my favorite kind of violence. <laughs> I have no problem with the movie doing it. Uh, like, I mean, occasionally it works well. I thought, you know, in the first It movie, it was a bit shocking, but it worked well. That opening scene anyway with Georgie. But like, um, I know you have problems with the film, but like, I thought that scene's really good. Um, but yeah, you know, kid violence, I think is still kind of hard. <laughs> It's gotta be. It's gotta be for something good, if you're gonna do it. I don't necessarily mind it in a schlocky movie, it's especially like if this was just good schlock, that'd be fine. Like, oh sure, in the blob, the '88 blob with the kid in the in the sewers, it's great. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be great for for that to work for me. Uh, but the problem is, this isn't even serviceable. This is like subpar. The only reason why this is even memorable, this scene. Is because it happens to take place during the day, meaning that you can kind of see what's going on. Yeah. Because everything else that pretty much happens with the alien and the predator, they happen in darkness, and you cannot yeah, see a goddamn thing. It is horrible. I don't think we ever seen them in in daylight. You see, well, you see the alien in the forest here in daylight, but after this, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, I don't even really remember seeing the alien. I remember the facehuggers. But, I mean, I don't think that's a, a cut thing, because the arm does come off in this version of it. But. Yeah. 
maybe, maybe it was yeah, a fake. I don't remember even getting a good look at the Predalien until later in the film. No, you know, you don't. I mean, maybe it was a face hugger he shot. Maybe I'm misremembering what he shot at. But like, there, there was definitely one that he shot at first that, you know, led to his arm falling off. And then mm. the face hugger happened. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, if more limbs were getting melted off with acid, maybe I'd be into that. I don't know. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So just to go back to the characters, then, since we're in spoilers, we can talk about the rest of the stuff. Uh, the main thing with Ricky and the blonde is that she says to him, I think it's when she goes to meet him at the start of his shift to invite him to the swimming pool later. She says, you know, I see you looking at me in class, you know. And he's like, the clock's behind you. Um, which I actually found myself relating to that line a little bit because I remember in high school always looking at the clock in the classrooms that had clocks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did that all the time in I school. hated when they had them in the back of the class and not like above the teacher, <laughs> above the, you know, the whiteboard. It was obvious when you were looking at it, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, so, this is paid off later, you know, quote-unquote, <laughs> paid off, uh, because when they go to the swimming pool at the school, which conveniently her bullshit boyfriend uh, and his friends show up to, like, harass them, like, almost instantly, but they go to the swimming pool, and she takes off her clothes down to her, uh, her undies, and the shot, like, frames, like, a clock in the wall behind her, and she's like, so tell me, Ricky, are you looking at me? at the clock and i'm like this is the extent of their entire relationship is this one thing because after this because all the predator alien stuff starts to happen they don't even have a scene where they really talk to each other about how they feel about what's going on about being scared um it's this and then later on and this this kind of really bugged me actually so later on in the film it gets down to like ricky's brother the pizza guy and her and they're they're together and it's right as they get at the hospital which is where a lot of the climax stuff takes place and i got really frustrated here because the one woman with this group actually it's not the only woman because uh military ladies with them as well but where's she mm-hmm. is she in the she, did she get to the hospital no she's with them in the truck i don't know why she's not there in this particular scene but in this i understand partic- why you're struggling though because yeah. i have i had a hard time keeping up with all the characters and who was with who eventually and how wait how did this happen how did they get together for for some reason uh because even though her and her daughter are with them generally speaking here for some reason they're not in this shot when he's describing this because it's the three of them because basically the big brother's saying no matter what we have to protect the blonde right uh and then like piece of guys like oh screw that That, that that's a shrivelry crap like let's protect ourselves right he's in none of this titanic stuff Yeah, yeah that was the line yeah and i thought to myself okay so the one woman in this group right now even though she's not really, but in this scene at least, I was like, so we're all saying she's defenseless and we have to all protect her, which feels very antithesis from what Alien has traditionally been, right? This is the also anti- Also just throwing in, like, the, the, the woman military person in this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's she's ver- blonde so yes. like, we gotta protect her because blonde means weak and she's pretty <laughs> <laughs> so so that was that was weird and then to cap it all off and this is sort of like why i'm mentioning this now to bring it back to like the the ricky and blonde like saga of the film is that the end of their story is that she just suddenly gets killed first when they're inside the hospital the predator's like big circle blade and it's this huge thing it's not the little one he has in the in predator 2 it's this big huge like uh it's probably like at least a foot and a half in mm-hmm. uh diameter uh but yeah he brought the big guns for this job 
but like <laughs> she gets impaled up against the wall and it's actually a pretty funny death but it, it's and it's this and this is like the only thing that happens from it is that ricky gets mad that he just starts charging at the predator with his gun like he's like he like he's going to succeed in doing anything <laughs> the bullets are just bouncing off predator's mask like it's nothing yeah yeah uh, the brothers trust they they don't play by the rules in this movie <laughs> women and children uh all get sacrificed <laughs> Yeah, most of them, except a military lady and her daughter, they, they well, survive. Got, they have to have some kind of emotional arc, I suppose. Well, th- that's clearly meant to be Ripley and Newt of this movie, so that's why mm-hmm. they survive. Yeah. Uh, and likewise, it is her- called Aliens versus Predator, and not Alien versus Predator. I know Tara was looking forward to making this point. She she kind of showed me her. her her intentions before the show. Well, I was just saying, like I didn't realize till basically now that this movie was called aliens versus predator and not alien versus predator because alien versus predator is like the franchise so like the only reason they added the s to it in my mind is because they will well aliens is the sequel to alien so we're going to make it aliens versus predator because there's multiple aliens in the last movie i'm just laughing because uh I heard this exact speech yeah, <laughs> right before I had, we started. I had to workshop it before. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the title, uh, this, the reason why they chose Aliens, beyond maybe it being the sequel and that being a homage to Aliens, is because it's only one Predator. So it's emphasizing that it's multiple Aliens versus one Predator. I still think it's a, it's a wrong choice. Like, you should just... the, the pred- Alien versus Predator is the franchise now. It's its own thing. So it should be called that too, or... It should be called Alien versus Predator colon Requiem. Requiem's is on title as well. That's not that's not I don't even really understand it. Like I guess it's a good word. It, it you know, it's stuff something that's played at funerals. Maybe, it should be Alien but... versus Predator Predalien. <laughs> Predalien. <laughs> or just call it Predalien. Like people <laughs> Alien versus Predator two. Yeah, AVP2. There you go. Love it. Perfect. That's what everyone called it anyway. Yeah, I know. You say everyone. No one was talking about it. <laughs> Maybe in your circles. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so yeah, Ricky gets impaled because of his little tantrum uh, when when the blonde dies. But I'm like, what do you think you're going to do? You've seen this, like, both the xenomorphs and the predator, like, tear through multiple people at this point. You have no hope of succeeding in anything with this little... Like, does this does this predator have the shoulder gun? It I don't does. Remember it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't remember the red lights coming out. He puts it on um, when he's suiting up uh, at the crash ship. Okay. I guess that would be like more of a special effect because things have to move around on it. But <laughs> it's disappointing that I didn't get to really see it in good use. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really use it much this movie. Um, oh, by the way, these. Mm-hmm. These directors are visual effects artists. Like, that's what their career is. They've had two directing, like, movies that went to theater and, like, a bunch of I, um, music stuff, and they do visual effects. Color me not shock because they clearly don't know how to direct. <laughs> well, I just mean, like, you'd think that they would be better at making a, a, a good-looking science fiction film then because they work on blockbusters. Well, yeah, but they don't, like, cinematography is not the same thing as, like, anything they do, so. But they're just so focused on, like, how something should look. Like, you think they would have an idea. Like, we worked really hard on this. Let's light it so people can see it. 
maybe they didn't maybe someone else obviously did the effects because they were busy directing and they said that's not as good as our work let's make the movie dark so no one can see your shitty effects <laughs> directed by the Alan Smithy brothers <laughs> <laughs> the brother Smithy there we go <laughs> oh dear um yeah so let's so let's go back let's, let's not jump to the hospital just yeah we, we got shenanigans afoot around uh well one of the big things that the, the so there's a bit of like a mystery element early on where it's because the, the the dad and the son are missing in the woods the wife is like got the sheriff looking out in the woods for them and eventually one of the other deputies gets killed by the predator because he runs into him when he's looking for the missing people and it's like okay two people have died, or two people are missing and one person's died now and he's been hung upside down and skinned even though this predator is not hunting so i'm not sure why it went through the whole ritual if you will uh why wouldn't they just like pour the blue shit on it to like erase the evidence like it has been the other stuff i don't know because <laughs> that because that's what he does to the uh the dad and the son when he finds their bodies he's like oh yeah. shit they've been chest bursted i'm going to erase the evidence <laughs> yeah and melts them yeah it's cool with i like i like the blue stuff with what you may call boiling acid no i was thinking more of the uh of breaking bad not just because it's blue but because like of the the acid that's used to melt bodies in the tub yes yes uh or even cloverfield 10 cloverfield lane that one 10 cloverfield lane yes 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 yeah. uh yeah so you've got uh this all going on um there's like the the, the way for the deputy who's now died is also worried now so that's the thing going on she ends up getting killed uh fairly early in the diner she works at uh there's a couple of little things like with the characters that are really weird to me like i think there was they were trying to suggest that big brother uh, dallas has some kind of history with military lady because they have like one glance early on in the movie and then it's basically never addressed or followed up on in any way shape or form did you think that the chef, the cook in this deli also or diner also uh gave the girl kind of a weird look when she was leaving that maybe it's just the music sting or something because he was about to get attacked by an alien uh where i thought what was that look for like was he were they implying that he's evil or and then he gets attacked by a xenomorph um off screen mm. and then she gets her like ripley alien 3 moment where they're like <laughs> there's yeah. the alien face coming so right I, up to her face i think i, I think um this this retroactively from later on i think we can deduce that this waitress the wife of the deputy was pregnant just early on pregnant because i mean i'm assuming that it, like it has to be a pregnant woman for this new thing that the pred alien can do because later on it's a maternity award that it goes into and uh does this thing uh, so basically it, it can implant or impregnate like multiple chestbursters into one person so we get this visual of like three chestbursters coming out of a belly <laughs> And like all moving mm -hmm. around at the same time, uh, we see it with her, and then we see it later on with the pregnant woman in the uh, in the hospital. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a strange new thing. Yes, maybe I mean maybe they don't have to be like, pregnant. It has maybe like an ovipositor or something in its mouth instead of the the, the extra mouth. Oh, it does have that too. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, yeah, well, because you can see it sort of like doing like a like it's sort of like yeah it's doing mouth to mouth and you can see like sort of movement as it goes something travels yeah, going down yeah. the throat of, um, the, of the woman 
maybe they don't have to be pregnant maybe it just has to be a woman so that, like it's someone who can be pregnant so maybe like because that's why it comes out the stomach as opposed to the chest now is that it goes mm-hmm. into like where you know where the babies would be uh would be yeah booming. it's like a it's an abraxas rule <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know the, the the light over the stomach seemed nicer to me than this like weird like mouth pregnancy <laughs> yeah Oh yeah, this uh, this was actually horrifying. I, I actually I do kind of like the the imagery of it and stuff, but it is it is confusing as to okay, what does this mean about the predator alien species? Does that mean that they're this is how they impregnate their women? Is they just put babies in them through the mouth? <laughs> and while we have seen the idea that the aliens are a little, the xenomorphs are a little bit different depending on which animal or creature it comes from. Mm-hmm. Um. We've never seen it like it's like birthing cycle change because of what it came from. I suppose yeah. I suppose the, the mild argument, if you want to give it so far, is that all the animals we've seen it come from, which is basically just human and either dog or... Uh... Cow. Was it a cow? I yeah, think it was I a cow. So. It was something like a cow. cow. It was as big as a cow, but it, it was... Some form of cattle. <laughs> It wasn't a cow. But yeah, it doesn't really matter. But the point is, is that they've all been mammals, right? They've all been earth mammals. And maybe that's why, oh, the differences aren't that much, right? You know, a bit smaller, a bit bigger than usual, depending on the, the mammal it comes from. But effectively, mm-hmm. we're all very similar from a, a biology standpoint, right? We're all warm-blooded creatures. We all, uh, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not, you know, it'd be interesting to see a predator, or no, sorry, not predator, an alien, like maybe a chestburster come out of like a, a whale like how different is a sea creature version well still mammal oh right, good point still mammal you know what i mean <laughs> a shark right a, sh- yeah. a great white shark has been chest busted what what is the Let's have the next sequel <laughs> what is the oh it's like alien meets jaws oh that's a that's an idea uh yeah but like what was what the alien that comes out of the shark like it does it is it is it natively it's a swimming a swimmer swimmer yeah yeah it's, it's a swimming shark i mean the aliens can so swim anyway teeth. I mean, the aliens can swim anyway. We know that. Like, we see that in this movie, even. Can you imagine how Jaws would have ended if it was a a xenomorph Jaws in that explosion? All that acid everywhere. Oh, jeez, yeah. It would have been really messy. They'd have to try and swim around it to get back home, because, you know, they swim yeah, in the barrels. Be... So. Right, yeah. It could have <laughs> even just splattered on them, just like a rain of acid. Mm. Acid rain. That, that... <laughs> Yeah, there's some some just acid mist trials and tribulations. Uh, so yeah, the, I think we're onto something. That's all I'm saying. So basically, the bullies, if you want to call them that, after they beat up Ricky, throw his keys uh, down the sewer. So we have the two brothers going to the sewer to go get the keys, and there were so many little things about this that just annoyed me in like a like a writing progression way. Where it was like the big brother's like, okay, let's go find your keys, and then he's like, wait, you're doing, you, you're we're going into this sewer entrance because you don't want the girl to see you like covered in shit, and then he says, there's going to be shit to be covered in, and I'm like, it's a sewer, dude. Like, what, what did you think you were signing up for when you said I'm going to go and help you with your keys? Well, I mean, yeah, it's a sewer line, but the sewer lines also have like water. <laughs> that oh, comes obviously. Yeah. yeah, but, the, but it's that, not just all feces. That would be very stinky. I, I, it's like stormwater. I, I I know you're right, but I, I, in the context of the scene, the brother says shit, 
and he's yeah. surprised there's going to be shit. It's still a sewer. There's still the possibility of shit You're was right. very yeah. valid. <laughs> yes. You can be pedantic and say there's a possibility there might not be a need to go into shit, but still, <laughs> it's a very reasonable expectation. Um, and and then like says he's not going to help once he's down there with them. And I'm like, well, why did you come then? Like, well, <laughs> yeah. I guess just to stop him from getting into a fight, I guess. But like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know the whole. The, like, it's just it's these two bickering about shit, <laughs> literally. I mean, this is, uh, I guess, uh, what the directors think brothers are like. I mean, they are brothers. This is their relationship. This is their real shit with each other. Okay. Yeah, debating about shit is probably just this movie. Uh, so eventually, obviously, they run into some alien action. Uh, they hear something anyway, uh, because the brother still goes to go meet with a blonde at the swimming pool. Which, excuse me, I'm only just now realizing that 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 happens after this moment in the sewer. It's kind of weird that he's. I mean, I, I guess that he's thinking he's going to get laid. So I mean, I suppose yeah, like <laughs> whatever it takes. Yeah, whatever it takes, but. It feels weird that he goes for this casual swimming day after he's had this, you know, shit scared out of oh, him I mean, in the service. Can, uh, can wash off in the pool. <laughs> oh, oh aye, true. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go swimming together. Uh, whilst all this chlorine will take care of all the all the feces. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so yeah, they get attacked by aliens when the bullies are there uh, picking a fight with them. Uh, they're in the water, the xenomorph is in the water, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, it kills some of the bullies, they get torn to shreds in the water. And all of this stuff happens, a uh, military woman's like husband gets killed, he gets pulled out the window right after he says there's no monsters outside. Uh, mm-hmm. Lol. And very quickly, we're at a position where the, like, the sheriff's calling in the, the Coast Guard or whatever. Not the Coast Guard. Uh, National Guard. National Guard, thank you. That's weird. <laughs> Why would they be the Coast Guard? There, there's no, there's no, there's no seafront here. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think they're in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're very in, inland. This is the yeah. uh, National Guard. Um, and there's this weird like jump where like I know there's been a couple of deaths and there's clearly something going on, but they're already at a point where like we need to get guns so we can get out of town, and I'm like. Are you really at the point where you think this is, like, something that the whole town's just going to be, like, destroyed by, like, already? Like, this feels like you're jumping to conclusions here. And immediately, like, the sheriff's, like, helping them break into the the sporting goods store to get some guns. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't believe you're... Like, a couple of scenes later, when he's on the radio and the National Guard, like, actually do come to town and immediately get wiped out by xenomorphs, I I believe that after that incident... You would be like, oh okay, shit, we yeah. have to run. We have to get weapons and run because like, clearly we don't stand a chance. But they're already kind of at this, like, we're going to loot to survive kind of mentality. And I don't really believe that they're at that stage yet. Uh, I guess, yeah. It's, it, uh, I suppose it didn't really bother me too much because people, I mean, they did see the xenomorph. And, like, you'd want to have some sort of protection. Um, so at least there's, there's that. But, um, that's the other thing. There's a lot of really, I, I don't know, um, imbeciles seeing xenomorphs in this movie and surviving for a long time when an elite team of colonial marines got wiped out like almost instantly. And aliens, I I feel like the aliens aren't 
is effective at what they're supposed to be doing in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe that's what happens when aliens breed with uh, stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> they take on the traits of the stupid people. Yeah, this was a problem in the last movie as well, but yeah, also the the chestburster to full-size xenomorph scale is also very yeah. rapid in this. Was like, they're on a clock. Yeah, I think we see one, like, transition shot in the sewers with the two boys boys you know i mean the two brothers mm. where there's like a quick uh flashlight where you, you can kind of see something curled up and then you see like the the skin that it shed later on yeah yeah still there's um a couple of homeless but people it's, who get it's yeah. very very fast yeah there's a couple of homeless people who get xenomorphed uh well even the opening scene like is a xenomorph coming out of a predator and mm. then just immediately killing all the predators as like a full-size alien like they're still around earth they haven't like left the orbit of the earth yet yeah yeah they haven't gotten very far because they crash right back into it so yeah you could almost argue well maybe there's a time jump but they're still sitting right next to earth so it doesn't make any sense either no so mm -hmm. i don't have an answer for you uh i do like while I prefer the Predator to be more honorable, I do kind of like the idea, because at one point the older brother, Dallas, gets trapped in like a like an old school, you know, like wire trap, and he's held upside down. But the Predator doesn't kill him. He's trapping him to like use his bait for the Xenomorphs. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, that's kind of okay. I'm, I don't hate that necessarily. Yeah. Uh, the Predator is not your friend. Yeah. But it's kind of from this... You both have the same enemy. Obviously, the fight in the sewer early on between the Predator and the alien was terrible and you couldn't see anything. But it's really this point on where every single time there's a Predator or alien thing happening, it's just a mess of quick cuts. You can barely see anything. Yeah. You know, you can see like the edge of like a shoulder in some shots. You can maybe make out the edge of the mask or something. It's just nothing. Every now and then you get a flash of yellow or green blood. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's just you can't make any of it out. It's so... It's so dark. You just, yeah, you can't see anything. Yeah, the editing is not help. It's just such a disaster from like just every, every possible avenue. Like nothing about it works. The only thing you can really do with this movie is nuke it from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. Well, they don't do it from orbit, but as close as they can get on short notice. <laughs> I'm glad someone finally took Ripley's advice. Yeah, which by the way, the ending of this, and I'm not saying it's intentionally ripping it off, but the ending of this is so much like the end of Resident Evil 3, the video game. Like, it's so identical. Oh, I haven't played it. Escaping in a helicopter just as a nuke's hitting the city. Like, it's so, like, one-to-one -one in some ways. Was that around this time? Uh, that game came out in, like, 99. So... Mm, okay, so it's well after. Yeah, so, you know, there's enough time that they could have played that and, like, you know, oh, I'm sure they're a fan of Resident Evil. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I I've seen some people say they ripped off the end of and I, I guess spoilers for uh, a movie I'm about to say. It, it's more of a comedy though, so it's not like it's a serious like you know ending to spoil. But Return of the Living Dead ends with like a kind of a like that's just nuke everything. Wipe out the plague. Yeah, uh, kind of ending. Uh, but because of the way the helicopter's escaping and it sort of gets hit with a shockwave or the, the nuclear blast, it's very, like, that's Resident Evil 3's ending, like, to a T, mm. to me. So, right. but, you know, whatever. Um, 
all right so they end up like getting to the run from the gun store they get to like one of the the the, the armored vehicles that the national guard came in on and they run into some other characters uh and team up the piece of guys there a couple of other red shirts i guess yeah and it gets through to someone you know i mean obviously it's this you know military higher up dude uh but the sheriff's like talking to him and saying hey we did an evac like the town's screwed and like it's already like a ghost town apparently the aliens have already killed everyone and he's like oh go to this part of town there'll be an evac airlift and blah 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 you know however many minutes and on the way there military ladies like no wait something doesn't add up that's a stupid location for an evac and they'll be thinking about containment first I think we have to get out of the town. I, don't, I, don't, I think this is like a bad idea. And they split into two. And luckily, she is a badass. Yes, luck, luckily, I mean, she wears a tank top. So that's very Ripley. <laughs> <laughs> she has some smarts here where she's like, they're going to nuke it from orbit. So we, <laughs> we have to go. I mean, she doesn't say that. She never actually says they're just going to bomb it. But There is somebody who says we have to get to the chopper. I'm not sure which part of the movie this happens. No, I know which part. I knew you were gonna. I knew you were gonna roll your eyes at it. <laughs> oh it, no! It's near the end. It's when they're on the, the roof of the the toss bowl, mm. and Dallas, with no charisma, says, "Get to that chopper." Yeah. Or get to the chopper. Yeah, he we says the to, line. You need to get to the chopper. He says, he says the line. He says it. I wanted him to die on the spot. Like, I really did. <laughs> I just really wanted it to be over at that point. I mean, I wanted it to be over already. I mean... Uh. So, they split into two, and it's basically so the sheriff and the people who decide to go with him are all there to die when the nuke hits. Because they don't really do anything else. They're just kind of waiting for an evac that never comes. Uh, and, like, the guy in the plane who's, like, giving these orders is like, God help us all, because he knows he's going to kill them all. Um... Whereas they all they all go to the hospital because there's a helicopter on the roof of the hospital. That's their goal. What they don't know when they make that choice though is that the aliens have decided to make the hospital their nest. <laughs> so it ends up in a very <laughs> dangerous trek uh, up to the right. up to the chopper, as as they say. Um, which I think that's what mil- maybe militarily they was doing something with chopper related because she's the one who can fly it. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's what she did when she was in the military. Good thing the keys were right there. <laughs> well most people can't fly a helicopter so they, d- they don't need to like worry about people stealing helicopters oh yeah <laughs> i love when that's always something that's ignored in films like how do they just get the keys to this do they know how to hotwire a, a chopper <laughs> i guess um maybe that's something that helicopter pilots are taught how to do just because like if you're in a situation where there is no key it's just a bunch of switches and buttons <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Did you see her turn a key? No. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe, I mean, I, I mean, maybe this is a stupid thing to say, but maybe that is the logic. Maybe so few people that can actually fly a helicopter that there's no need to necessarily, like, bother protecting it with having a key. It's true. I mean, if you're a hospital and you've got to medivac someone, like, you don't want to be like, okay, well, who's got the key? Yeah, so you don't Jared had him, but he's <laughs> off today. Yeah, what if some shithead throws them in the sewer? You don't want to be, like, down there digging through <laughs> shit. <laughs> Someone needs needs a helicopter to save their life. You know? Um, right. Like, 
Right, because, like, big air... I mean, airplanes don't have keys. Like, you go into a plane that's, like, you know, a big jet that's flying, like, you know, continent to continent. I'm pretty sure they don't have a key that you turn for ignition. Like, I don't think that's how that's it works. That's true. Maybe, maybe we're on to something. I don't know. Yeah. I've been in a chopper before, but I never looked to see if there is, like, a... Like a keychain hanging off the side of the <laughs> side of the wheel. Yeah, because and I think there's a couple of reasons for that. One, so you know, only so many people have pilots' license. I mean, not that you need a license to steal one, but you'd have to at least know how to get it going. <laughs> so right. Uh, but two, also a, a jet that size, like someone's going to notice if on you know air traffic controls pretty like take on top of like who's taken off at any given time. Like they're going to notice if someone's taken off. On a plane. Small planes have keys. Oh, small planes, sure. That's little biplanes yeah. and things, sure. But like, you know, <laughs> anything that's got a co-pilot, I'm pretty sure doesn't have a <laughs> doesn't have a <laughs> a key. <laughs> yeah, it's not a regular ignition. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe new planes do have something. Maybe they have like a like a thumbprint scanner or something. Like you have to be authorized to like start the plane or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe there's an app. <laughs> yeah, my father's car starts with an app I remember, I, you know what it's not a silly <laughs> idea at this point like why not yeah all the teslas i think you have to have an, uh your phone with you your phone is your key <laughs> why, why not for everything else why not uh so anywho like yeah like blonde gets killed instantly no one cares except dallas who cares a lot or not dallas sorry uh, ricky cares a lot ricky gets impaled they, there's so much like stuff here the, the, the predator you know there's a couple of and there's like one moment i recognize where the, the predator does like cut off the entire front of an alien which is you know in theory kind of cool but it's so quick and you barely see it that it would be nice if it was lit yeah there's actually there's a moment later on where where uh dallas is like sitting down with like uh he's got he's got like the, the, the alien sorry the predator's like cannon thing not the shoulder gun he's got like a cannon that charges up like the bomb mm -hmm. does, where you sort of hear it go doot, 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 and then it like fires a blast. There's a moment where he's sitting on the roof, and there's a xenomorph like coming over like the the top where of where he's sitting. There's, you know, it's, it's like it's like he's, he's sitting against like a I don't know, like a big power block or something, and the xenomorph's coming up over the top of it, and he aims up and fires it, and it makes the xenomorph's head blow up. And all I could think was, how does he not cover the acid? He's underneath right? it. I hate it when they ignore the rules. Yeah, like earlier on, I we saw a man's like arm get melted off. Yeah, and he was like, you know, like in front of him. This guy is underneath him. The acid should be landing directly on top of him. Yeah. Like, honestly, the final act, all the fighting towards the end of this movie, like it makes the T Rex style stuff with the alien queen in the last one look great in comparison. Yeah, it yeah. really does. It, it's it's <laughs> shocking how much better the, the first one looks compared to this. Well, I mean, that Paul W.S. Anderson, he's not bad. Shut up. <laughs> you shut your filthy mouth right now. I'm not having that on my show. <laughs> you said it looked like Citizen Kane. Compared to this. <laughs> relevance words. is important here, okay? <laughs> um, so... Yeah, the the, pre the predator you know shows up to like not not intentionally save him, but like the, the you know the predator alien's charging towards Dallas and he like comes through the the roof, and predator does he's like a, he's like Billy in the first predator where he like takes off all of his shit. He's like no, I don't need these weapons. I'm gonna go 
you know, one off. I mean, I suppose the Predator title did that with Arnold as well, but that was more like a... Yeah, I was getting vibes of that, but I don't know why it chose to do it. Like, it does it see the alien, the xenomorph as its equal or respect it, like well, you that, did with... That, that's Arnold. why I'm comparing it more to Billy, because it felt more like, you know, in this case, the Predator aliens are tougher. And this is kind of like, no, I'm, I need to prove myself. This was like Billy wanting to prove himself and go warrior kind of thing. <laughs> Poor Billy. You know, uh, basically either I die or like you die. Uh, the time is now kind yeah. of thing. Uh, and obviously, you know, they, they end up impaling each other. So they're both covered in each other's blood. Yeah. Right when the nuke goes off anyway. <laughs> yeah. So it's... Hmm. Yeah, so the helicopter sort of crash lands far enough away from the blast. Uh, military show up immediately, and they're pissed that obviously they killed the town. But like, well, we don't have any reason to kill you now as long as you cooperate. And we get this yeah, emotional. Yeah, you think have to go into some kind of quarantine though. Yeah, we get this emotional music playing as like you know the mother says, "Oh no, there's no monsters anymore, baby," and the camera pulls up, and it, it's maybe like dawn, but it's still so dark because of the way it's shot. It just looks like muddy and shit. Yeah. Uh, and then we get our our little tease scene at the end. Oh god, I hate this so much. It's so bad. Why? Because it's just. Well, first of all, it has the same problem where like it's underexposed, so some of it just looks really stupid with how dark it is. But it's just like the last movie had Charles Whelan in it, so this movie we're going to have to tease something else. So the military guys <laughs> got the the Predator's cannon because Dallas still had it on him in the helicopter. They've confiscated it and he walks into a building and he's got it in a suitcase and he opens it and he's like, here it is. And there's this mysterious woman in a business suit like looking out the window. And you know, we don't see her face, we'll just see her from behind. And she's like, the world's not ready for this technology. And then the guy turns around and goes, but it's not for this world, is it? Miss Yutani. And she turns round, and her face is in complete shadow still, so you don't really get to see her. And it, like, you know, you know, then the movie ends, and it's like... Yeah. How appropriate that we don't, we're not able to see her, because just like the rest of the film, we can't see. <laughs> I just, like, I, I get the idea of, like, teasing, like, someone Yutani, because we've done Wayland, and we know it's going to be Wayland Yutani, but... Yep. I mean, I suppose the only thing I can kind of compliment this film slightly for is that there's no nothing that survives of the xenomorphs because, well, there shouldn't be, right? Because, you know, no, just their just their legend, I suppose. Yeah, the idea so. that the company knows that something did exist and that's why it's like determined to find them and someday. And wiped out a whole town. Yeah, but like. We know they don't have any specimens or anything like that, so they, they had to not survive. So at least that, that remains intact, continuity-wise, if you will. Right. But, yeah. I mean, at this point, continuity is kind of wonky anyway because of everything else in the last movie and this movie, but whatever. Yeah. And ah. the Prometheus films. The, the funniest thing to me is the fact that the alternate 1997 happened and then it somehow turned back into normal present day. Right, yeah. That's really funny, Amy. Yeah, Predator 2 was great. Remember when we watched that one? Oh, I love Predator 2. Predator 2 is fantastic. Yeah. Unlike this turd. Yeah, this one's not too good. I can't say I enjoyed the final scene very much either because I was already over the film, you know, like 20 minutes into it. <laughs> In fact, I had a hard time staying awake watching the, the last... Both times I watched it, just the last act of it because it's so 
so dark and messy and there's just too much that they're trying to do that this makes me bored and sleepy yeah like honestly once you get about halfway through the movie and it's all set at night time like that point on it is a chore to try and pay attention it really yeah. is you lose track of characters and it's like oh god i just looked away for a second it's <laughs> how am i lost it really is a failure of so many fundamental filmmaking rules and techniques and the rules that are in place so that you can follow the movie and you can follow the action and you understand where characters are and yeah how the, what their relation is to each other like all of it just kind of falls apart and it's you know i i i don't know if maybe like fox when they hired these guys to make this movie did they know they were throwing it under the bus and giving it to a pair of idiots or did they actually think oh no they're going to do something good and then they saw the dailies later they and probably went, had a great they probably had a great pitch meeting maybe yeah uh, because I, obviously they were cheap right there's a reason you know there's a reason why they got the job but I, I, I want to know, like, did Fox know they were just going to turn out a turd and that upset? Or did they, like, see the film when they saw the rough cut and go, oh dear. <laughs> they still released it in theaters. I mean, yeah, well, they spent the money on it, so, like, they weren't, yeah. they, they weren't shocked enough to, you know, spend money to reshoot the thing. Because, of course not. They may as well make a little bit of money off what they've already shot and just call it a day. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the usual tactic. Unless someone turns out to be Kevin Spacey. <laughs> they, they won't spend money to redo things so that's right yeah uh, <laughs> it's off topic but when i went to uh disneyland uh at the beginning of the month they closed down pirates of the caribbean um, <laughs> too much joy that stuff that's what i was thinking i'm like i wonder if they were going to remove all the johnny depps uh, i just heard today actually they're making a new one apparently with margot robbie being the star so, oh really? So I guess they're kind of soft re- rebooting it with a new character. If or something. they want to replace all the Johnny Depp's in the ride with Margot Robbie, I'd be okay with that. Because you know, Pirates of the Caribbean mm. was a ride before those movies came out, obviously. But excuse uh, me, excuse, movies... excuse me, Tara. I am very familiar with the line in Jurassic Park where he says, uh, Malcolm <laughs> says, "Yes, yes, Hammond." But when the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the pirates don't eat the tourists. <laughs> I I, I yeah I knew this. <laughs> Although the those animatronics at Disneyland were the inspiration for a lot of science fiction films from the seventies that we watched. Anyway, um, Stepford yeah. Wives. Stepford Wives. There's another one too where they mention uh, the Disneyland animatronics as an inspiration. Surely well, Westworld is one of them, no? Yeah, maybe Westworld. I want to say it was something that was unexpected. Um, Anyway, yeah. So I was just thinking that it would be funny because they they shut down the ride for a while when those movies were so successful and put in Johnny Depp's everywhere uh, throughout the ride. So if they so they could, have to remove him, that would be hilarious. They could, yeah, they could revert <laughs> it back to just being the the. I non- would love that because it's the ride got significantly worse when they tried to modernize it anyway. Mm, yeah, and every, every every passing day, Warner Brothers is hoping the Ezra Miller stuff doesn't go too far because it keeps getting worse. <laughs> He's got a movie coming out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, The Flash is coming, and yeah, so it's... His career's got to be over, right? It seems like it's going that way, uh, and I believe it's they. Sorry. That's oh, um, they, they go yeah, by they. Right. I, I, yeah. You're right. I think I did hear that. Yeah. I, I, I genuinely wasn't sure, but I'm yeah. glad you corrected me. So it seems like they are spiraling, and I mean... 
that's what theorists now. I don't know. We're we're, we're spiraling into a different conference. Like, but it just it's like Warner <laughs> Brothers. Turn a little little gossip. Like, the, the Flash isn't even out yet until because they delayed it until like, I don't know. It's like it's like May twenty twenty three now, and with each passing like week, there's like more and more chance that like oh we're going to have to like spend money to like recast this this like the main character because it's too <laughs> problematic or it's getting too problematic. Just get Andy Circus to come in and mocap and <laughs> fix everything. They're already talking about recasting the role for the future, which I mean, honestly, at this point, it's a no-brainer. Like they're definitely going to do that. But can't can't they just uh, get the the guys that do the what is it the deep fake? Put someone else's face over him. <laughs> that one solved the problem with the the fact that Ezra Miller doesn't know how to run properly because that was one of the weird like little things that was wrong with. The Flash. What are you talking about? I watched the Oscars this year. That was the most exciting moment uh, in film history. Was Ezra Miller breaking this the sound oh, barrier or whatever? Did, did you not? <laughs> did you not see this week that apparently uh, there was the input because that was like a fan vote thing. There was yeah. an implementation of Twitter bots to rig the vote. Oh, it was definitely rigged. <laughs> the other vote was for like uh, whatever. I don't even know what it was, but the his zombie movie army of dead or whatever it also got number one it was that's just right, that's right yeah yeah oh, snyder fans crazy people <laughs> i thought it was, it's absolutely mad the well, oscars are a joke now anyway all right well i'm done with the tangent let's get back to this movie <laughs> well i mean we're more or less done with what's in the i mean unless it's something glossed over that i don't know i i think yeah we're pretty pretty done with talking about this film I hate yeah. it. Like, I, like yeah. th- there is nothing likeable about it. Like, the first thing is that it's a great concept. For, maybe not for like a, a, like a proper amazing movie, but for a good no, fun schlocky like movie. A, a, yeah, a schlocky yeah. sequel with some budget for, you know, yeah. the special effects. There's a good concept there that they completely squander. And, it, you know, it squanders it in so many ways. You can't see any of the actual things going on. And even if it was better lit and better exposed it would still be all these quick cuts which would also kind of ruin it anyway and then even if you fix those the characters are like you know they don't have to be amazing but like give me some just like if you're going to like do slasher movie character tropes which is effectively what a lot of these characters are like yeah more extreme personalities yeah just make them more fun like just just have them be fun maybe don't take it so seriously a touch that's all but you've got all these problems just for so little compounding well that's the thing i'm not asking for like an alien or a predator which is like a you know an a plus i'm asking for something that can give me a fun b minus right that's mm-hmm. all i'm really asking and for sticks here to the rules that have been established with the other films yeah you know i, I like the addition of the the other little you know I, I always like seeing what the predators have on their tool belt you know and they mm. there is some good additions in this one but you know and I would have, I would have loved to have had like, instead of Michael Myers at your door, it's a xenomorph and it's just going through suburbia. I mean, we sort of they try that again in another film coming up, but um, it's also you know not to spoil things, but kind of a mess. Yeah, well, that was a xenomorph a though. That's a, that's a predator. Yeah, the predator in the suburbia though. Yeah. yeah, which again, I love the idea of that before I saw the movie. Yeah, I love the idea of Shane Black making a Predator movie. 
after the nice guys which was uh, incredible yeah okay we're getting ahead of ourselves here we, we got we got another movie to get to before we get to that yeah right because predators is next so you know with fish we got fish in it with the fish burn yes another fish burn movie it's gonna make it to your letterbox list oh that's true that's true uh so yeah i guess we're we're just gonna rate avpr or avp2 AV- aliens versus predator so you just call it avpp because that's what it is it's pp oh like like you're in yes uh <laughs> av poo poo <laughs> look this this movie has turned us into babies <laughs> And there's actually scenes in the movie of them going through shit, so it's actually like you know, in and, uh, context yeah, as and well. And a maternity ward. <laughs> ah, ah, yeah, yeah. And her water breaks. It's not quite pee, but you know, it's it's, uh, it's close enough. So, yeah, there's lots of fluids. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess I'll start. Um, it's not a very good movie. Uh, there, I, there is some potential in the in the ideas, which uh, makes it kind of more disappointing when the execution is so terrible. Uh, the characters are not memorable. Um, it didn't help anyone's career in this film <laughs> at all. Um, I I'd say the the stuff that I like in the movie, uh, there is some good, there are some good deaths. Um, so I'm not going to give it like a total stinker of a rating. I'll still give it. Uh, for for mild entertainment value, that's you know mostly the first half of the film. I'll I'll give it um, a three. I think that is generous. I know you do. Generous. This is a one out of ten. <laughs> it is a one. This yeah. movie is under. This is a professional film. That was made by a major studio and got released how, in theaters. How dare you give Birdemic the same rating as this film? That's a masterpiece. <laughs> that this was released in theaters, made by a big studio, and the shots are underexposed and you can't see what's happening. Daytime scenes look too dark. This is a special level of incompetence that is on display in this movie, and that that's how I describe it. It is incompetence. But sadly, unlike Birdemic, which is I'd much rather watch than this, it's oh, not yeah. it's not funny incompetent. It's not like silly incompetent. It's bland, sleep inducing, pa- sleep inducing, <laughs> painful to watch, boring to watch incompetence. It is the worst kind of incompetence. So, and add all add on to the fact that it's also a sequel to Predator and Alien, which are you know two franchises which I care about, and you've just got an extra insult slap in the face. And hell, at least if it was Tara, we'd just pretend to be a teenager. There'd be some humor in that. <laughs> oh, totally. They should have Sharknadoed this film. <laughs> should have been Tara Reed. Um, get get her love interest from uh, American Pie. No, no, get Christian Slater from All in the Dark. Get Christian Slater to play the older brother. <laughs> Not Ian Zirin. <laughs> Sharknado. No, 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 no. You don't want that. Uh, you get. Uh, Gary Busey to play the sheriff, right? <laughs> How's his brain at this point? In 2007? I guess, yeah, yeah, I guess it's okay, because even Predator 2 was post-motorcycle accident, huh? Yeah, Predator 2 was... Uh, this is around Quigley era, I think. 
Ooh. Which is him as a dog. I gotta watch that. <laughs> it's a bit slow in places, but it does have its moments. Uh, Joe is also in that movie. Patrick Stewart? No. Uh, uh, Oz Perkins. Do you know who Oz Perkins is? Uh, yeah, that's uh, is the son of... Anthony no, Perkins. That? Anthony Perkins, yeah. But do you know what else Oz Perkins has done? Uh, he's directed stuff. He directed The Black Coast Daughter and Gretel and Hansel, which are actually really good movies. And he's yeah. in this really horrible, like, Lifetime-style fantasy dog movie with Gary Busey. It's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, I'm surprised I knew so much about Oz Perkins. I feel proud. Yeah. I didn't expect you to know that he was a director, <laughs> to be honest. That's uh, I'm impressed. I want to say it came up in one of our reviews. Like, maybe he's in uh-huh. a TV show or something. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe he did. Yeah. Uh, because I, I don't think you've seen Black Coast Daughter or Gretel and Hansel, which is why I didn't think you would know that. No, I haven't. Although Gretel and Hansel is on my list. That's good. It's a beautiful film. It's a beautiful film. Which is yeah, the it's good looking, right? Yeah. Total, the trailer looked good. Which is the total opposite of this, which is... I, I, honestly, it's so bad looking that I hesitate to even say it looks like a film. It just looks like shit. I wonder if he directed, like, one of the Twilight Zones that we watched or something. Oh, that sounds right. That sounds like the sort of thing he may have done an episode of, yeah. One of the new ones, obviously, not the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Yep, he did. He directed one of the... One of the episodes of that. Anyway, that is Alien vs. Predator Requiem, so... If you've seen the movie, by all means, let us know what you thought of it in the comments. You may... Like, subscribe, ding the bell for notifications. I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers for the month. So thank you very much. To Tyler Hess, Cindy Pelasius, David Short, Bordnow, Christopher Moy, David Brown, Al Treisman, and Alison M. Fordyce. They are $20 or more patrons uh, over at patreon.com slash TV. But you can support us for as little as a dollar. Isn't that right, Tara? That's right, Peter. If you enjoy our reviews and want more of them, then check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV, where as little as a dollar a month will get you access to our bonus movie reviews, which uh, are quite fun because they tend to be Birdemic quality. One day Birdemic will be on there. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure that happens. But in the meantime, you can watch movies like The Giver or The Brain, a lot of the monster films uh what's what's the one we did recently the last one we did the last one we did abraxas abraxas yeah we even brought it up in this review <laughs> yeah abraxas starring uh jesse the body ventura of predator fame and uh, gubernatorial fame and also wrestling yes <laughs> and also that wrestling stuff and if you donate five dollars per month you'll get access to our reviews early and if you, and also at the $5 tier, you get to vote on what we watch once a month. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a nice community. And we love our patrons. Thank you. Yes. And uh, next episode will be the last vote winner that uh, happened, which will be Star Trek The Motion Picture. Thank you, everybody. This was a fun vote because it's both of our birthday months. So we. We picked mm. two of our favorite sci-fi films. Yep, yeah, yeah. I just had my birthday. Tara's birthday's coming up in a couple weeks. That's right. So, and uh, this is not technically not. We're not starting like the Star Trek 
franchise. We're just no. going to do... They, it came out with a 4K edition of the motion picture. Peter and Connor did all, all the films, or at least all the original series films. So we're going to let them finish that out before yeah. we tackle, like... Yeah, we're not going to work through the franchise sort of, like, too quickly. I, I imagine it may be kind of like what we do with Alien, where... I'm not going to say we're definitely doing Rathacan next year, but... It may be the sort of thing where maybe Rathacan will be on a vote sometime next year and, you know, maybe... So it'll be like a slow burn where every so often yeah. we'll maybe yeah. get to we the next one. we got to the Trek, you know. They're yeah. special. Probably because me and Carl already reviewed them, uh, but at the same time we and also... And you guys still are going to, you know, presumably once you finish the next generation, you're going to do those films too, so it'd be weird if we also reviewed them. Yes, yes. So, you know, just spreading them out nice and long form, but... Uh, uh, it's time for the motion picture next week. So that's what's coming up. So hopefully you're looking forward to that. And uh, I will I tell I, am. I will tell you all next week why it is a highly underrated film. Uh, you can take that to the bank. Hell yeah. The blood bank, to quote the legendary Steven Seagal. Uh, so. <laughs> he is a legend. Yeah. Not necessarily for the right reasons, but yeah. Uh, so... There you go. That is the show. That is the Atomic Cinema Experiment. Uh, thank you once again for joining us. Of course, get us on Twitter at Screams Midnight, which is the Male Fuzz Movies Twitter. Uh, so you can do that. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching sci-fi and computer at Salsa.